You're listening to Real Talk with MBK, a podcast designed to raise emotional and relational consciousness. I'm your host, Mary Beth Konis. Real Talk with MBK will regularly cover sensitive topics, so this podcast is for adults only and may contain adult language. Also, Real Talk with MBK is not offering any psychiatric or medical diagnoses. We're here to open up conversation about the beautiful, gritty experience of being human. So if you're ready to awaken your mind and ignite a more creative approach to your life, you're in the right place, and welcome. Hello, my new friends. Welcome to my first episode. I'm very excited to be in your ear. It's such an honor. Thank you for listening. Um, I just wanted to take this first episode to introduce myself and kind of share um, what's behind the birth of this podcast. Um, I am a middle-aged Texan. I'm just kidding. I'm not middle-aged. I'm almost 36, which is exciting. I love getting older. Um, And I have two kids. They are almost 10 and almost 8. And they're amazing. I love them very much. A lot of my parenting will be woven into what I talk about because I take it very seriously. It's like my greatest honor to be a mom and um, raise my kids in emotional intelligence. So this podcast is going to be focused on physical intelligence and emotional intelligence And what I mean by physical intelligence is um, the correlation between the body and the mind and the spirit and the soul. And so any emotions, you know, can be stored in the body if we don't release them or feel them all the way through. So um, I'm pretty big into health and fitness and organic and holistic lifestyle. So that too will be woven into this podcast. Uh, And then emotional intelligence is something I've only recently (laughs) caught on to in my life, which is super exciting because um, I've had the most breakthrough ever in my entire life since I've embraced this entire genre of thinking. So I definitely want to be sharing that with all of you. So We'll start there. Um, Real talk comes from the era where it was impossible for me to speak in real terms and um, with virtually any authenticity. And that was only five years ago. I mean, I'm coming up on five years. Um, So what happened was I was raised in a very... Um, religious home and space. And what I mean by religion is, um, I would say, some absolute Christian values and belief systems there. So technically it's called non-denominational. And then I moved kind of into the evangelical world for um, about a decade. But that in and of itself shaped so much of the my view of myself and the way I viewed the world. Um, so moving through adolescence in that world, you know, growing up in youth groups and true love weights and 
um, just, and, and even in Christian school, I went to a Christian school most of my life, and um, there were just some deeply ingrained, conditioned ideals that set me up for marrying a pastor. He actually wasn't a pastor when I married him, but um, that was his, you know, I'm air quoting, life calling to be a pastor and in full-time ministry. So I knew that marrying him, I was like, sure, sign me up. He was awesome and super hot and, you know, all the stuff good Christian girls needed. Um, So I ended up getting married when I was 21, which is super young. I didn't know anything about myself or really the world, but dadgummit, I loved life and I was going to live it fully and big and I felt a lot of passion for him. So um, we got married. He was 23, I was 21, and, um, you know, six months into marriage, um, he got a job as a youth pastor. So we moved to Arkansas for a couple of years and met some beautiful people there. But inside my home, things were falling apart. And what happened was I married a recovering addict, an alcoholic. Um, he was saved and was delivered by Jesus, like literally went to deliverance ministry and was prayed over and truly, we truly believed he was cured of alcoholism and drug addiction. And he never drank or used any drugs while we were married, but, um, you know, that was part of, I guess, him walking out his freedom. So what happened was shortly after we got married, much to my dismay, um, I noticed that something was a little off and just in our connection, I'm pretty hypersensitive to emotional connection and, um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any resources. I was trying to be a good pastor's wife. I was trying to be a, you know, the gentle and quiet spirit that the Bible had talked about, which P.S. I am not, I can be quiet, but that's definitely not my natural state which is why I have a podcast now. <laughs> so um, you're going to find that my words never run out. They never stop. And also my volume can be very loud, so I'm trying to control that as I'm speaking right now. Um, <laughs> I'll go back and edit later if I get too loud in your ear. I'm sorry. Um, so shortly into the marriage, I realized something's off. You know, within a year... Uh, year and a half, he had completely shut me down and just said, you know, stop trying to connect with me. This is just the way I am. I'm fine. If you're not fine, you need to go figure that out on your own. Like go and pray about it. Figure that out with God. Let me know what you come up with. And I was like, ah, I don't even know what to do with that. That was the day he broke my heart. It was a horrifying day. It was very sad and traumatic. But I kept trucking through because, you know, this was my commitment. I married him. This was my, now my lot in life. I was going to make it work. So fast forward many years that will, I will touch on throughout the podcast. But, um, 
you know, we ended up having two kids and we moved back to Colorado where we met and had gotten married. And um, he was a pastor at a mega church there. And it all just kept escalating. With every child, it escalated. And, and that means the disconnect and also the um, emotional and verbal abuse, which I did not have words for when I was in the marriage. I literally had no idea that that was domestic abuse. I just thought he was really mean and moody. Um, so, and I thought it was a phase in case anybody's wondering, you will wonder why on earth did she stay for so long? Well, I really thought it was a phase that he was just kind of, I mean, cause we were young. I knew we were young. We were in our early twenties. So I thought he was like growing up a little bit or whatever. Well, fast forward 10 years of that. And, um, you know, I, the way I describe what happened towards the end of our marriage was a veil just lifted. We got in our last fight and he was calling me names and screaming in front of my kids and his mom and his mom's friend. And it was just out of control. And he was screaming things at me. And for the first time in 10 years, I saw that it had nothing to do with me. And I said it in the middle of the fight. Like, he's like spitting. He's screaming so hard. He's like spitting in my face. And I'm like, oh my God, wait, wait, wait. This doesn't have anything to do with me. This is about you. This is how you feel and think about yourself. And he was like, what are you talking about? You know, whatever. He didn't hear it, shockingly, right there in the middle of the fight. So after that, um, I, you know, something, some things happened with our kids and I, I was just done. I was like, I am not going to do this kind of communicating, this kind of living, this kind of pretending for another day of my life. I just can't, I can't do it anymore. I was beginning to lose myself and my health and um, who I was as a person, I was totally lost at that point, emotionally and mentally. Um, I'd come very close to what I would call a psychotic break. Um, it was a very dark time leading up into, up into that fight. So that was in January of 2015. Um, and from that point on is when I say I began my journey to emotional intelligence and learn just learning and being learning how to be fully expressed as myself. So that's a lot of what r real talk will come from is what I've learned in the last five years and how I've come about this information and the processes behind them because they have transformed my life from this picture perfect world that, I mean, truly it was like we were the power couple at this, one of the power couples at this church and we're beautiful. We have a beautiful family. Um, but everything was fake. Like it just wasn't authentic. Um, I authentically wanted to be authentic, but that was about it. I mean, I, I had nothing to offer beyond that. I did not know how to 
resolve any sort of conflict. I didn't know um, what, I didn't even know what was happening in my own marriage, much less, you know, how to help the world in any way. So, or contribute to the world. But we were pastors, you know, I was a pastor's wife and he was a pastor. So I would literally preach sermons on like things that I wasn't living or had a clue about. Um, so since then I have genuinely learned how to, um, be in my own skin, how to come home to myself and find this deep, um, security and safety within myself that cannot, it just can't be rocked by any other person's behavior or words or actions. I mean, truly, uh, my mind is wild. Okay. I say this all the time. I have a wild mind. It's almost nonstop. Like when I go to sleep, I sleep really well, but during the waking hours, holy moly, this thing is a machine. It just pumps out thoughts like nonstop. So (laughs) the beginning of this year, my goal was to clean up my mind and my God, has it been some work. Um, but I've gotten to a place of this sound, peaceful, quiet space in my head and in my heart. It's like filtered through my heart and my spirit and, and then, you know, in my physical life. And it's been absolutely incredible. So that's the journey I would like to, um, reference for all of you moving forward. Um, and I just want to open up my, platform, like in any space, social media, you know, my website, I have an email address, hello at marybethconis.com. Always feel free to reach out, ask questions, be like, what the hell were you talking about today? Or this or that. I'm totally open to respectful discussions. So, and, and honestly, um, you know, I like, I don't want to say criticism because I don't know where you're coming from and that could get crazy, but I do want to say resistance. Like I'm okay with people not believing or thinking the same things as me. And I like the challenge of, um, expanding my own belief systems. So I do appreciate your sharing your opinions with me. So always feel free to do that from here on out. And then obviously ask questions. You know, I say I'm an open book, Um, and I mean that in, you know, if I'm comfortable with sharing whatever you're asking, then great. I will. If I'm not, then I'm totally comfortable being like, nah, (laughs) that's not information for you. So if you're okay with hearing a no, then ask away. Um, but anyways, all that to say that is where real talk kind of stems from. Um, I used to live a very superficial and tragic lifestyle of, um, inauthenticity, I would say, if that's a word, I think it is. Um, and I've been able to make the transition into true authenticity. And when I say that, I mean, I am the same person 100% of the time, like in every environment around every person, every type of person, every new situation, 
um, even old stuff, you know, old environments, I have figured out how to be 1000% authentic, authentically me in the moment. And granted, I'm an emotional person. Obviously we all are, whether we're acknowledging it or not. Um, I am openly emotional. (laughs) I have a lot of feelings that go along with a lot of thoughts and, um, and just, I like to study people and behaviors and myself in the world and all of that. So, um, you know, it, there's, you know, some might say that's like a roller coaster and it has felt like that, honestly, up until I cleaned up my life, cleaned up my emotions and my mind and that internal space. Um, it was very rocky before. So, um, that is the space that I will be, um, coming from. That's a little bit of my background. And, uh, I just want to share with Anybody who knows somebody who's been in abusive situations, home life, whether it's parents or intimate partners or anybody else, honestly, even bosses, workplaces, it's, it's rampant. It's everywhere. Um, I think the statistics are like one in four women are currently experiencing domestic abuse. That is a shit ton. So we need to be paying attention to that. But also, um, you know, I want to give some cues to maybe what that looks like, um, even if it's not physical abuse. So we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about health and fitness and setting goals and how to create sustainable lifestyle habits of health and wellness all across the board. Um, Like I said, I think the physical intelligence absolutely bleeds into every other part of your life, emotional, mental, spiritual. So you can't separate those out, and we won't. We're going to talk about all of them. Um, To wrap up my little background story, my husband and I did end up getting a divorce and it was extremely, um, hostile. It was not, it wasn't smooth. Um, and then six months after the divorce, he did take his life, which was absolutely devastating. And some days it still doesn't feel like that even happened. It's so surreal, but I have walked my kids through three years of um, this deep agony and grief, and I will definitely be sharing a lot about that, raising grieving children and grieving myself in the mindfuck that is grieving while also healing from an abusive relationship. I mean, it's crazy, but there's freedom to feel... um, duplicitous emotions so that are absolutely contradictory um so that's a little bit I know I just briefly touched on that and that could be really shocking to some of you but welcome to my world this is my life I have really dark twisted senses of humor or a sense of humor so um (laughs) 
bear with me, you know, I don't mean to offend. I've just been through, I mean, I've been through hell and back a couple times and I like to live with a soft heart now. However, there's some things that just don't, they don't really plug me like they used to, you know, and one of those is humor about death. So once you've lived it and you are currently, it's just like, I mean, you kind of got to laugh sometimes. Like it get shit gets so ridiculous. You kind of got to laugh. Anyway, um, I'll try. I mean, I won't try. I was going to say I was going to try not to have all these be explicit, but you know, it is what it is. Again, when you've been through hell and back a couple times, sometimes four letter words come out and it's just your normal language. So welcome to Real Talk with MBK. I'm so thankful that you are here and I'm looking forward to learning alongside of you guys during this podcast. So thank you for joining me on this journey and we'll talk next time. This conversation isn't just for me and you. It's for friends, family, colleagues, and our children. Please spread the enlightenment with your people. If you found this content to be helpful, be sure to leave a favorable review wherever you're listening from. And if today's real talk was really talking to you, send it to a loved one so they can join the conversation. Thank you again for listening and investing in the betterment of you and the world around you.